he always said, you know, you have to really、um, keep things clean where people can't see, where it's hidden. What does that mean? So, so, so you don't just behave nicely outside, you know, to where people don't see you. That's when your truth really comes out. Taking the time to do this this evening. Well, thank you. This is really special for me. Right.、Uh, yeah, I've done、really、this a hundred times.、Uh, you do it all the time. Yeah, but not yeah. with you. That's、like、true. This. This, is, this is the first time we've ever done this. Yeah, I mean, we've known each other for, for quite a while. I would say almost. It has to be thirty years. Yeah, thirty years. Easily. And off and on. That's right. And、uh, we were also serving、uh, on the same board、That's、when you were、right, president. That's right. Because you were on my board when I was president of the American Chamber. Right, and as I was just telling you, that was one of the most enjoyable, exhilarating times I had on any board. So、yeah. tell me, where were you born? I was born in、uh, Kagoshima, down in Kagoshima. Kagoshima. Yeah. yeah. So, so, do you have siblings? Yeah, I do. I do. Sister,、okay. my younger sister, and my younger brother. So we're. Oh, so you're the first. Yeah, I'm the first. You're number、uh, one. The old, yeah, oldest. Okay, how mom、uh, and dad doing? Uh, they're, they're both gone. Oh, they're both gone. They're both gone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But、um, I mean, they're with me every day.、Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because、uh, their influence is still、uh, as great as、uh, when they actually actually passed were you, away. Were you close to both of them?、Uh, very much. Very much.、That's、yeah.、Right. Yeah. And so,、um, like every morning, I、um, I do meditate, and I don't force myself to do it. When I open my eyes, I just want to meditate and really have my、uh, gratitude to my parents. It just comes so naturally to me, and、uh, so I, I thank my mom and my dad for giving me birth and、uh, just you know raising me and having such an influence even today. You know, every time when I think of something, you know, like when I hit the wall or something, I speak to them. I mean, right, right, they're right here. Yeah, says <coughs> no.、Um, so this doesn't really、uh, put us apart. Even got us even closer. Yeah. So that's how I uh, I see. Uh, you you were you you did you already have your kids after they pa- before they passed?、Uh, did they get a chance no, to my, see my each other? No, my my father actually died much younger,、okay. at the age of forty three. So how old were you when he passed? Fifteen.、Uh, you were fifteen you when he passed. Yeah, fifteen. But you'd already. Pretty much by fifty, by twelve, they say your emotional makeup is made. So he'd been with you, and you had a strong bond, I would assume. Yeah, and and a lot of great teachings, you know, I remember, you know, such like, as yeah, like he he said he like I um he always said, you know, you have to really um keep things clean, where people can't see, where it's hidden. What does that mean? So 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 you don't just behave. Nicely outside, you know, to where people don't see you. That's when your truth really comes out. So you have to keep yourself clean where people can actually see. And when he goes to different houses, he kind of like look at the bathroom. He kind of look at the backyard where it's not、uh, kind of like、uh, in in front. And that's where the real truth come from. So you know. So that's you have to really 
uh, behave right when people are not around to. What did your father do? Uh, he had his own business, a okay. research company. Okay. And uh, when he was um, a PTA president, my, my, my mother was a PTA president uh, for my elementary school, where my sister and my brother were going. And my father was uh, the PTA president uh, in my junior high school. And uh, when he made a PTA president speech at my graduation, he said, he said, there are um, two sets of rulers to measure you. The one uh, by society, by people. And they have their own measure to really judge you, to measure you. But you have to make sure you have your own ruler to really have your own sort of judgment and your own mind. But you know, just, just remember there are people who will always judge you. But don't be influenced. You know, and that was such a difficult speech for junior high school students, but I still remember today. Did you go to a quiet school? Oh uh, no, just a you know regular. Okay, um, really yeah, quiet. It was quiet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So that was something I still remember. You know, so when when you meet somebody who's really judgmental, and I understand where they're coming from, but I don't get really um, um, influenced because I have my own kind of you know, uh, my own set of uh, uh, guidance and judgment. So even from, you know, um, junior high school, I do remember, you know, those things. And my mother was the same. I mean, she never really had, like, every time when I went to visit my friend's house, I didn't realize, like, mother's always, like, saying little things and, you know, kind of, like, trying to teach you every little thing. And my mother wasn't like that. She only told me something more fundamental Okay, yeah, yeah, yes. Like, like, you know, I remember when I was um, in, you know, elementary school. There was one girl who used to come over to our house every day. You know, and we used to do homework and we used to play. And uh, when I uh, was graduating from the elementary school, she told me, you know, the girl wasn't allowed to go anybody else's house because she comes from a different kind of uh, complicated village. There was uh, so people kind of biased, but you know my mother, you know, never mentioned that and never said, never cared uh, for it. You know, as long as we are good friends, you know. And so when uh, when I went to uh, U U.S. for the first time, I came home after one year just to visit. You know, they. How told old were you when you did that the huh? first time? How old were you the first time? Uh, How old were you the first time? Sixteen. When you went to sixteen. Uh, yeah, I left okay. uh, at the age of sixteen and. And, and she said, you know, you can come, come home at, at if any time you want to, but you can stay there, you know, as long as you want to stay there. You know, it's up to you. So you had a desire to go to the States? Yeah, yeah. Why? Uh, because when I was, um, you know, like 15, 16, you know, at that age, you think about life, you know, and why I live, what's the meaning of life, and why do I exist, and so on you get deeper into kind of that kind of thoughts, right? Then I look around and people are just studying for, you know, cramming for like a university entry. It's like uh, a Korea today, you know, mm -hmm. you know, going to good school promises you to, you know, get a good work or if it's, you're a girl, you know, you, you get a good, you know, prince to come and marry you, that kind of I thing. Understand. Yeah, so the, ex you know, the entry, uh, entrance exam was like, you know, live or die, that kind of thing. And then that actually there are, you know, some, 
children who commit suicide because they fail, you know, that kind of. So it didn't make sense for me to stay in that kind of environment. So we talked about that, and um, they said, um, you know, if I were you, we'll study uh, abroad. Do you want to go overseas? Both mother and father said that. Yeah. Uh, no, mother, actually. I okay. was talking to my mother uh, all night through. And, uh, you know, and do you want to do that? And, and so we, as a family, we make a big decision fairly quickly. We kind of like a trust our gut feeling. So, you know, by the time uh, we went to bed, it was almost next day, the dawn, uh, we decided that uh, I should be going, you know, somewhere. And we you're the first child. Yeah, I, yeah. And so female too, and that's uh, so rare. Yeah, I know, I know. That must, do, it's such, such a courageous decision. Let me, let me ask you this. Did your father have many siblings? Uh, no. He was the only child? Yeah, the only What about your mother? My mother had like five And what five was she sisters. ranked? Where was she? Third. She was the third? Yeah, third. Okay, where was she raised? Uh, in the same Kagoshima? Yeah, Kagoshima, yeah. Yeah, that's a bold. That is so interesting. And I didn't even very speak any thinking. English. Yeah, I didn't even speak any English. You know, when I went so what kind of little girl, when you were a little girl, were you more, were you, were you more physical or were you more academic as a little girl? Both. Both. Because, uh, you know, I, my parents invested in us, you know, to do all kinds of, you know, go through all kinds of experiences. So both athletic and uh, um, art, music. Did you have any favorites? Uh, ballet. Uh, so I was doing a classic uh, ballet. Uh, so I remember Monday ballet, Tuesday piano, Wednesday ballet, and like you know Thursday was uh, kind of calligraphy class, and you know then I had a choir uh, to go to and so on. But I never really felt busy, and they never right. pressured me. They These are things you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not never been pressured like you have to practice piano right. or nothing well, like that. A lot that. of kids are. Yeah, I know, but they told me they taught me how to enjoy it. That's why, if you learn all this basic stuff when you're little, you know how to appreciate every time when I go to see a classical, you know, ballet, or uh, I do. Uh, uh, I was doing a, a, a voice training as well when I was little, so I can really appreciate the kind of technique they use if I go to the opera and so on. And nothing for me to pursue under pressure. It just, it's to really enjoy life and enjoy different forms of expression and so mm -hmm. on. You know, but all these things I appreciate today, you only realize, you know, after you grow up and why they did not, you know, pressure me, why did they just let me enjoy things and, but, but, but anyway, so, you know, they told me not to be biased about, you know, the people where they're coming from, you know, by allowing this girl to play with me and so on. And after one year, um, you know, uh, being in U.S., I came back and I still didn't speak uh, good English that time. But I wanted to, because when I went to the States, I could not believe, first thing I noticed was a different hair color, right? Red, yellow, you know, you know, wow, how diverse. Then, you know, you see, you know, different kind of like origins of people and different minds and different you know, uh, real individualistic mm -hmm. aspect of, you know, the U.S., you know, high school. And so I was like really uh, um, just, I was blessed. I really appreciated the diversity of people. So, and so she and taught me how to see the more fundamental things about in person 
rather than you know what's making of you know that a person and so that still um, I mean affects my work because every company I work for I led uh, diversity and inclusion DNI mm -hmm. you know activities you know uh, at the company and so on and not because it's kind of like a, it's trendy. You know, I mean, DEI or DNI is like something every company ought to focus on. It, it, but where I'm coming from, it's really it's it's uh, it's how I was raised mm -hmm. by my uh, parents. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So through high school, did you have any favorite subjects before you went to college? Much. I did not really have the subject. I uh, you know. Um, I prefer to study or anything like that. I really enjoy because the, the whole cultural experience, you know, being in the U.S. You know, I was all alone. You left for the U.S. again when you were 16. You yeah. came back for a year. Right? Just, just to visit. To visit. Yeah. Then you stayed there for 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. Wow, so you came back in your 26 or so. Yeah, when you yeah. came back. So what did you study in the States? I studied architectural uh, history of architecture. Okay. I wanted to be an uh, architect, but I didn't. I wasn't smart enough to uh, get into a. But you, you got know, a degree in architect. Yeah, BS. A BS. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh my goodness. So when you came back to Japan, what was your first job? Or did you come back with a company, or did you come back? No, I uh, I came back. Um, you know, with without any uh, job, I came back to uh, kind of be with uh, someone okay. special. Yeah. So that was the reason. Otherwise, I would have uh, stayed in the U.S. But uh, when I was in uh, university, I already had uh, a, a business, entertainment uh, agency. Your uh, own? Yeah, with, uh, with a partner. With a partner, with a partner, yes. And because I really um, enjoy music. Mm -hmm. Like every uh, after dinner, every night, I, we used to sit, you know, me, my mother, my sister, my brother, you know, father's just listening, but we every every evening we kind of uh, sang together. I played piano, and it was a very musical. Do you still uh, play family. piano? I still do, and I still sing. I'm actually trying to uh, become a professional uh, singer right now. So I'm singing at the jazz club and so that's, on. That's right. Yeah. You like jazz? Yeah, but it, so so not not like a particular um, uh, subject, but the whole. Everyday life was really the lesson and the uh, uh, fast growth of my own um, myself. Mm -hmm. And like if if I um, have written a book after one year of staying U.S. and then has written a book after five years and after ten years, my view would be totally different. Why is that? Because. You continue expanding your uh, views and understanding of uh, a different culture, right? So the first year, I love everything about you know American, and the second and third year, I kind of like I look at Japan and uh, U.S. and I say, wow, you know, like U.S. is like you know this is nothing in Japan. We can have this and we can have that, and suddenly Japan becomes superior than the U.S. And after five years or so. Your English, you know, proficiency level will be sufficient enough to, you know, be able to have a real conversation, and you can start having a real balanced view. And after seven years, you know, whether you're in the U.S. or you're in Japan, you know, you're not judgmental anymore. You know, you're inclusive about everything. You know, so 
you know, depending on how long I was there, my view have uh, changed and have expanded mm -hmm. and so on. But so also you've been working for so many of the top companies oh, so throughout thankful. the world. You've worked with so many big companies and you're also a mother and you have two daughters. So you've been married. Do you mind saying that Jasmine was a foreigner? Mm -hmm. Right? You have two beautiful daughters. You work for some of the top companies in the world in always an executive position, basically. Mm -hmm. A member of the American Chamber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, you were on my board. And you've done all that and you continue to keep on going forward. You deal with these nonprofit organizations yeah. for children that have disabilities. And you're, you're very strong with the LGB. Yeah, yeah, LGBT. You're, yeah, right. you're, you're involved with that as well. Yeah, yeah. And how do you, have, how do you have time to do all of this and, and stay as positive as you are now? You, you know, I never seek to work for like big companies. Um, I never really worked for took a position for the pay. You know, of course, it's part of it. It's part of the package. But that's not that wasn't the primary reason for joining. You know, uh, joining companies. It's because of people I was surrounded by. I mean, you know, the people from like Nestle. I still uh, socialize with my former boss at Nestle, Mr. Fuji. Uh, just great person. Uh, he let me do a lot of new things, and always gave me just the right advice, you know. And 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 really let me grow. Um, and that was, you know. And he he's a, a Fujia family member, you know. So he first uh, headed uh, the confectionery uh, department because uh, the Fujia was involved with the Kit Kat brand originally. And I still, you know, associate with him and his family because of just what he has taught me and, and, and you know, and, and, and helped me to grow. Then, you know, and I don't know if you remember Doug Peterson. From I remember Doug uh, Peterson, yeah. yes. Uh, again, another great mind. I mean, really smart, you know, and really respectful to, uh, to everyone. You know, and uh, again, with him, uh, he was in a tough position because of some you know private banking you know the issue with the FSA and so on, but he, the way he dealt with issues and the way he dealt with uh, people, and and it coming from such a huge company and it's a financial institution, you know you get to meet all kinds of people, but I was just so fortunate to work for him and work with him. Um, you know, so uh, another great mind, uh, you know, and really helped my uh, growth. Now, I, I mean, I work with so many executives in the financial industry or even other industry where, you know, very high um, pay, highly paid executives, I, you know, but it's not really how rich they are, you know, it's more like, I mean, many people I worked with, you know, they stay very humble. You know, and very inclusive and even very they, respectful. Even though they might be millionaires. Uh, super rich. Super right? rich. And yes, yeah. I was lucky enough to be surrounded by people with a very good nature. You know, and just like me, they had good parents. You know, they were and, very and wealthy. Yeah, yeah. And now, no, no, that they're teaching 
how they were raised by their parents. I understand that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So it's not the wealth, but it's how they were uh, their upbringing. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, so I was just being very fortunate to be surrounded by mostly, you know, the people with such a good, you know, great heart, you know, and so on. But Tell me, what are you really doing right now? What are you involved in the most right now? Right now, <laughs> I'm like, it's because I, I, uh, I said I was preparing to become a professional jazz singer, right? So I was doing all these. Uh, I mean, some people told me it takes like 10, 20 years. How to long have you been doing it? Only like one year. Okay. Yeah, but I'm already singing at uh, you know a jazz club and so on. So I wanted to spend more time um, doing that, right? And then, then be able to sing to uh, raise funds, like for children and so on. Because every time when we do events, we have entertainment and so on. So I can do this you know, free and be able to raise you know, uh, money for different charity and so on. But because you're doing this for a charity, you, do, you don't want to be a mediocre singer. You, know, you want to be professional, right? high level. Then be able to really ask people to pay you know, 20,000 yen a ticket you know, and to help children, but at the same time enjoy my performance. And also, jazz is something, you know, it has a history, you know, I mean, more you study in each song, you know, and then you can really, it's almost like being an actress, you know, and then each song have a different story and different emotion to it, right? And uh, if you have a Japanese audience, of course, you have to explain a little bit because the English, you know, they don't really you know, get the lyrics and so on. But uh, I think I can really uh, create the stage where I can really use my strength of being able to tell a story behind each song that so people can really understand, you know, uh, the, the real meaning of, you know, the, the each, each um, song and so on. So, so I was preparing for it, and uh, this Asian came to me, and they said that they're looking for uh, external uh, director, uh, the director. An external director, uh, I mean, the, the executive, uh, you know, only attends the meeting maybe once or twice or so on, you know, shagai torishimari yaku, right? So I said, oh, that's perfect because, you know, I can still work at the company and be able to really give, you know, meaningful advice, right? But, you know, I can s still spend my time uh, practicing and, you know, and, you know, really training my voice and so on. And, uh, and then, then I went to see uh, the president you know, for interview, and he told a chairperson that uh, they should hire me as a full-time director. So, so they came back to me and they said, you, we, we want you to work full-time. So I went back to my family and I said, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to pursue this you know, jazz, and, you know, but they asked me to you know, work full-time. And, and they both said, you know, you love, you know, uh, 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 people. You want to build a great team. You know, you want to really get involved. You know, your style is not like just work as an external, you know, uh, the board member. You know, you want to get involved, right? And and and, and I, we know you can do both. That was it. And I said, "Well, you're right." <laughs> so you did it. Yeah. So I'm just totally involved, right. and so I created the whole new uh, uh, marketing uh, the team which is just myself, but that was approved by the board on, for uh, April the 1st. 
So from January oh, to... Oh, you just started this. Yeah, Jan, from January to March, I, uh, I was developing three-year plan, marketing plan. And from uh, April the 1st, I'm just really executing the plan. And because I'm still in the process of hiring people, you don't want to stall, right? So I created the virtual team outside with all the experts on C SNS, the web marketing, uh, branding, risk management, uh, PR, you know, public affairs, you know, uh, branding, all this expert team. Uh, then so they're executing with me right now. And as we, I hire, I, I, I'm actually bringing two new uh, um, uh, members in this in November. So we can start taking over some of the works from outside, but because they are all professional team, I, and I can really rely on them. I've worked with them many years already. So virtual team is executing right now, and uh, doing all kinds of you know like a, a building a new blog. It's mm -hmm. just going very well. Uh, already sending out to ten thousand, uh, hundred thousand people mm -hmm. the new blog, and SNS and uh, starting an academy at the offline, online uh, hybrid event to, uh, to focus on a startup uh, business owners to talk about the business management, and more on the philosophical side of it and so on. So there's a multiple uh, plans in this uh, three-year plan, but if you know, I could really execute well, after three years, the company's corporate brand, uh, not just awareness, but really uh, the, the penetration. Well, uh, I'd like to see uh, the real result after three mm -hmm. years. Can you see so what the brand is? Uh, it's, it's called Sun Frontier. It's, it? it's, it's, list, it's, it's a real estate and also hotel management company. Okay. It's uh, listed in uh, uh, Prime, right. uh, Tokyo Stock Exchange Prime. So one of uh, 1,800 companies. So selling properties in Japan? Uh, in Japan and also in Asia and New York. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and also have a uh, 23 uh, hotels. Mm -hmm. uh, it's crazy. How old is the company? Uh, we are on uh, 24th uh, this 24th year. 24th year. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was, was established in the U.S. No, it's it's a Japanese company. It's a Japanese company. Yeah. So for the first time, I've always worked for global brands. Yes. But uh, for the first time, I'm working for a Japanese company, which is. Very interesting, because because I mean you you know American and the European companies has certain management style, and uh, this Japanese company has the strength like there's no like one hero, it's all like a team, right? It's a team uh, based consensus based, quite traditional, but there's a beauty in it. Because when you have a very clear strategy and direction, everybody just goes as a team, right? And there's no kind of nobody say, hey, it's my job, or I've done this, or not like that. It's just really uh, um, a group-oriented organization. Mm -hmm. But that's one of the strengths you know, Japan For has. Sure. Yeah, and it's not like uh, mindless soldiers. I mean, each one of them have you know their own mind and their own but you know so what I'm trying to do is for internal branding because they never had any marketing or advertising or you know public relations function before mm -hmm. so you always in brand. the 24 years they've never had no, any? no. Wait, 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 wait. 
And they have properties. Do they have anything outside of Asia? It's just Asia. Asia and property. New York as well. And New York. Yeah, when New did York they purchase does. New York? No, no, that's a new business. That's new. Expand. Yeah, it's a new one. I was going to say, how could they go outside of Asia if they never had, mar never had it? Yeah, and uh, they they have like a seven hundred uh, million, you know, turnover right now. <laughs> I know, and that that because because U.S. dollars. No, you, you yeah. and you, yen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the because of the, their strength is in people. It's just that the people in Gemba are just so uh, customer focused, and they work together as a team to come up with a solution. So when you have a very strong team on the ground, right, very solid team on the ground to be able to build the company as you know it is today, then you bring marketing then you bring DX over it. If it's other way around, there's no way that they can succeed. Right. But because of this like really strong foundation of employees, right. and a very uh, loyal and very um, uh, uh, um, uh, principle-based, um, like, like a old, good old Japanese companies. So, so, so it's a new, new um, um, uh, function, new you know, team, the marketing is. So I have uh, the marketer, uh, it's like, um, uh, it's almost like a school, you know, and training school. And uh, so people who wanted to join the first program, you know, had to raise their hand and write their essay, why they want to study marketing and so on. The president raised their hand. It's a learning organization. It's You're a learning this. organization. You're loving this. That's good. And they start using all these marketing terminologies and so on. And they're getting it. They're very, very quick to adapt to new things and so on. So that's what I'm doing in, you know, in a blog and all these like events and academy and you know all these new, um, uh, you know, new programs uh, uh, in my uh, three-year plan. They're just enjoying it because it's so new. But of course, it's all that. in Japanese. It's all in Japanese. Japanese, right? Yes, okay. Yes, all in Japanese. Yes. And 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 one of the one of the very unique point uh, points um, that the company has is it, it is um, a philosophy based. It's not even a principle. It's a really philosophy based um, um, culture. So every morning we read the book. It's like a Bible. We read the book together every morning. And who, then who wrote this book? A uh, uh, founder. Okay. Founder. Right. Uh, together with. Is he the still? Is he still alive? Oh yeah, he's still yeah. young. Because it's only twenty. Yeah, I was going to say it's twenty-four-year-old yeah, yeah. company. Young and well-to-do, right. and he's buying, you know, hotels and building mm -hmm. hotels. I mean, one of the hotels he built and we recently opened, it's right at the intersection of uh, uh, Shijo Kawaramachi, the Kyoto. You know, in Kyoto, yes, yes, yes. Shijo Dori right. and Karamachi Dori, that, that intersection. Kyoto, yes. And five years ago, they start uh, uh, drilling um, uh, onsen right in the middle right of the middle Kyoto. Of Kyoto. Wow. And, and the kind of hotel they built is like a non, it's, it's just one of the kind, like they have uh, a onsen in every room. And it's not cheap. It's like really with a marble stone and you know very very uh, expensive, uh, high quality you know uh, room, and they just built the hotel like that. And and there's no uh, the, such a grandiose view of Kyoto where you can't find in anywhere else. So so they believe in one and only 
because you know, as a small startup company, that's the only area you can really uh, compete, right? Because you're not a gi you know, gigantic you know, organization. So for you to continue winning, you have to uh, explore a new area continuously. It's like a startup, right? So, so it's Sun Frontier, the name itself is very interesting because Sun is uh, Sun, right? So it's, it's, it's kind of compassion, love, and frontier is a continuously exploring new area, you know, with courage and passion. So compassion and and a frontierism is like a two, which kind of makes up this company. It's a DNA of this company. So these are the things that I'm putting in my kind of branding framework. They never really um, uh, promote it this way, but because they never had marketing. Right. 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 But, <laughs> but you get to, this is beautiful, it's like just virgin soil. <laughs> you get to come in and you have this fantastic foundation, a philosophy that everyone believes in, that yeah. he has, and they ask you here. That's, that's beautiful. I know you're having a ball. I can see the sunshine yeah. coming to your eyes. Yeah, they are kind of like, I mean, they don't focus on numbers, although we do look at it. Right, so, so for example, oh, we're gonna make our uh, plan, reach a plan if we have uh, maybe one million yen this week or this month, right? And I said, okay, but don't do any push. Don't sell, don't pressure our customers. Don't, you don't, you don't. You don't hear, you people, don't say hear that. people. You don't hear people say that. You never hear that. You know, so, so again, numbers are Well, there's a few companies results. that have been like that. Mm. There's a few companies, like Nordstrom's used to be like that. And that's why they became successful. It was up to you. I think Apple started one person at a time. Mm -hmm. And that philosophy, I think, tends to work. But it's so, I think it's so exhilarating for you, I'm sure, to have found, or for them to have found you, and to make that fit. Oh, that is beautiful to so, hear. So we're opening up a new uh, academy, the school. Because we do this internally to really talk about what's right, do the right thing, right? And stay humble, uh, be respectful, uh, continue learning, all these like, basic principles we kind of like study every, every day. And it's only like 10, 15 minutes altogether, but everybody does that every day, right? To think of, to think of the basic principle and the philosophy, right? And, and so, but that's been done internally, and, and nowadays we have many startups in Japan. Finally, right. you know, I mean, the Japan was <laughs> a country where startup didn't couldn't even borrow money, no, no, you know, no. and no status. Really. But now younger people are kind of emerging, and but yeah. you know, but they don't really have the place to go when their mind is cluttered, you know, and what to believe in, where to really go. And this philosophy-based teaching at uh, San Frontier has such wealth. I mean, it's 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 such an asset. So I talked to you know uh, uh, a chairman, and I said we have to really open this up. This is just too valuable to keep inside. And then he said, of course, because our 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 existence is to give, right? It's sun, right? Compassion. So of course, you know, if we, you think it's worth for us to really opening up and start inviting, you know, startup, you know, business owners to really think of 
you know, why they exist and why they're even doing this business, you know, and internalize it. And I'm happy to open up, you know. So now you're uh, pre preparing for a school for startups. I wish you all the success in the world, Midori. <laughs> I really do. Let me ask you this. I end, I end the podcast with a question. Okay. The question is, what do you consider a good life in Japan to be? Connectivity. You feel you're part of the community. So you're not pursuing your own happiness, you're not pursuing your own wealth, but you are kind of ex part of the community. You feel connected. And uh, because, I mean, relatively in such a, a chaotic world we live in now, you know, there are all kinds of divide, you know, taking place. I mean, Japan is fairly unified, peaceful, you know, there's a lot of, you know, many shortcomings, but I mean, in, in comparative sense, you know, this is a very peaceful, respectful uh, country. So I think, again, you're feeling really connected uh, with the community. It's, it's the best part of it to me. I mean, I, I, I do associate with people I used to work with, Everyone, you know, for, from each and every company I worked, at, I still uh, I keep connection with them. I mean, we used to work together, spend so much time every day together. So they are like part of my community. I do NPO work, you know, belong to different NPOs over the last uh, 20 years now. Uh, and Temple also, Temple University over 20, almost 20 years now. And these people are a precious kind of part of my life. So I think being a part of the whole community uh, is the best part of uh, my life in Japan. I want to thank you so much, Nidori. <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to come here. I want to thank all of you for watching this podcast. Make sure you press like and subscribe. And remember, it's all on loan, so continue to reach for the stars because you're too blessed to be stressed.